We have that social distancing, so you know, secret handshake, sort of. Yeah, yeah, perfect. Hey, good morning, guys. Uh, I'll tell you what. Uh, things have changed since last Tuesday, I believe. Has it? Indeed, they have. Good morning, everybody. <laughs> good morning. The real estate market is, uh, you know, it's uh, it's very interesting. People are a little, uh, a little uh, hysterical. Um, you know, which in, in, you know, somewhat to a certain degree, rightfully so. You know, every. You know, we talk about, uh, you know, breakfast with the broker, and we have a uh, guest on, and um, and we never had an opportunity to talk about this, because in the last week, it seems like every day is something changing, right? Oh, yeah. Um, and there was a couple things that changed this week, you know? Um, new words that we, uh, you know, probably never heard before. Coronavirus, obviously. Uh, quarantine. Who, who, who thought that uh, in this day and age... We would talk, be talking potentially about a national quarantine, recession, or pandemic, recession, pandemic. <laughs> oh my! Yeah. Yeah. You know, um, I don't know. Fiji's looking pretty good about right about now. I don't think Fiji's. Oh, I don't know. We'll see. Bahamas <laughs> only had one case, as I'm aware of. So, but uh, listen, good morning. We uh, really appreciate you guys tuning in, and you know, I'm here with Craig Stelzer with Cross Country Mortgage. He is uh, honestly the uh, wealth of knowledge. He's who I go to uh, anytime there are mortgage uh, issues, problems, scenarios. Whether it's my, whether it's his deal and I give it to him, or it's a, another deal that uh, um, I need some advice on. So uh, really, really uh, in tune with the market. You're welcome. So uh, welcome, welcome, welcome. <laughs> let's let's get into it. I mean, you know, it's it's funny. Um, you know, Fed rates, uh, you know, cut it to I guess zero. Um, essentially, I don't, pretty sure they can't go negative. Um, but, uh, <laughs> um, you know, and everyone says, oh my God, the interest rates are going to fall to two and a half, two and a quarter, two percent. What's the real story, Mr. Craig Stelzer? <laughs> so I was right here yeah. at the pool on Sunday, swimming about 4.15, 4.30. I get out of the pool, I grab my phone, and there's about 300 text messages, emails, and missed calls asking if I can get a, a 0% interest rate. The Fed at 4.30 on Sunday um, just dropped their uh, federal rate, they dropped the Fed funds rate uh, to nothing, which is the rate at which banks borrow from the Fed. Uh, they also, and so everyone uh, mistakenly thinks that they can get a 0% fixed rate. Um, the news that no one was paying attention to that's not in, the, in this business that's actually more impactful for mortgage rates was they talked about buying $700 billion in government securities, in, in treasuries, in mortgage-backed securities. So the biggest disconnect right now is just because banks are borrowing for zero, you know, banks can't survive then lending that money out for zero, right? So there's always going to be a spread between what banks take money in for and what they lend it out for. Um, to further that spread, which is basically the difference between why you can't have a zero and why rates right now are around three and a half, is you know these are uncharted territories in uncertain times. And so uh, banks are pricing in future credit loss. If people are losing jobs and the economy really does go into a recession, um, they have to price that in. And so banks and lenders are not quick to go from here to here. Everyone wants to 
kind of see what happens over the next few days of trading. Um, what happened last week and the week before was just as just as interesting. So we're not even at a bottom for rates in the last two weeks. Rates were lower last Monday than they were yesterday after the Fed moved. So last week on Monday, mortgage rates bottomed out close to 3% on the 30-year fixed loan. By Friday, 30-year fixed rates were 3.625 and even 3.75. They went up almost three quarters of a percentage point in a week in a crashing market. Right. And so part of what happened this weekend was um, the Fed realized very quickly and, and behind the scenes, when mortgage companies close loans and banks close loans, they package them, they securitize them, uh, and investors come in and purchase these mortgage-backed securities. Sure. Right? So when you buy mortgage, when investors buy mortgage-backed securities, it keeps the yields low, prices high, uh, keeps the rates low, and, and that cycle you know, continues. Um, there was no market for them last week because there was so much inherent risk. Right? If like investors aren't, so, so this weekend's move was to keep the market flowing. There needs to be liquidity for these market-backed secur market securities um, to keep credit flowing. And so the Fed move for the federal funds rate was so that banks can lend to consumers and, and businesses can borrow cheap money and keep their businesses going. On the other hand, the mortgage-backed security and the treasury purchases were to keep home loans low. So two completely different things, mutually exclusive. Yeah, people realize, you know, people don't understand that when you're looking at Fed rates and they lower it, they think it has a direct uh, effect on mortgage loan or interest rates. And obviously that could be further from the truth. Yeah, you know, there's been a lot of bad information as as, as is social media. So, yeah, misinformation, I mean, uh, and, and I don't mean to cut you off, but, you know, there was a text and a, an email going on that, you know, my friend of a friend is a doctor and just got right. out of briefs. And all of a sudden, we're going to have a national quarantine, and we're all going to be, you know, here for, you know, 60, whatever the amount is. You know, and and the funny thing is, is as crazy as it sounds and how information gets passed so quickly, the, the White House had to actually squash that rumor in a press conference. Yeah. He said, no, 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 no that, that's not true, and this and that. And then he started talking about foreign governments and having influence and stuff. So we don't know what to believe. And so we need to rely on local experts like yourself to really get the truth and understand the market. And, and if you're in the, you know, if you have a five percent or four and a half, four and three quarter percent um, interest rate, you should be refinancing now. Is that yeah, correct? There's unbelievable opportunity. Um, lenders are flooded. Yeah. You know, it's. it's um, I like. I like that you said. Uh, I texted uh, uh, Craig yesterday. I'm like, listen. You need to come on breakfast with the broker, and he's like, "Hold on, I'm whacking them all." You know, yeah. <laughs> he's like, dun, 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 dun. <laughs> "Yeah, it's a, uh, it's interesting time." So, to answer that one question, um, thirty-year fixed rates are roughly three and a half percent, touch lower right now, right. depending on how it opens today. It looked like yields were going to go up a little bit today, um, but this story hasn't been written yet. You know, we don't know where this is going. Just day by day. The virus spreads, you're going to have one result. If they get it under containment, it's going to quickly have another result. You know, and so if there's an opportunity to save money, you jump on it. 
I had more people talk themselves out of refinancing when rates were lower than they are today. And, and, and the news comes out that the Fed drops rates, and I kidding with the amount of emails and texts with people saying, lock me in, I want to refi, you know, based on that information is, 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 is insane. Rates were lower when I was telling people to refi two weeks ago. Right. So right now is the time to not have analysis paralysis. If you're at a four and a half rate, if you're at a four and a quarter rate, uh, with a loan that's maybe over 300000 you say three quarters to a point on the 30-year. 15-year rates are close to two and a half. They're two six, range two seven. You know, there's just opportunity. To, to help your family, to help your investment. Uh, if housing, and again, I'm not here to like predict what's happening with the coronavirus or the housing market, but let's just say one of the outcomes is the virus spreads and let's say our housing market pulls back a little bit. One of the best ways you can curb against your home going down in value is building equity faster. And that will be a 15 year if you can afford the payment. Right. If you're paying less interest, that means you're paying more principal. Right. If you're paying more principal, if your house goes down a little bit, you offset it. And when you do sell the house eventually, or when the market bounces back, you're that much stronger. It's a great advice, yeah. you know, really great advice. You know, um, I think a rule of thumb, and, and um, correct me if I'm wrong, it used to be that you save around eight dollars per eighth of a point per hundred thousand um, was around the the, uh, the figure that I remember. It, yeah, um, the way I do it is um, basically every thousand uh, dollars in mortgage on a 30-year is five bucks a month. Your math is right, that's close to. I mean, basically, the, the, the real quick back of the napkin math is if you are saving three quarters on in rate or more, it makes sense to take a look at it. If you have a smaller loan, not gonna be as impactful. The bigger the loan amount, um, the less the rate has to drop to recuperate your cost faster because you're saving your more. 15-year um, math is a little bit different. Sure. Yeah. yeah, no, I agree. So, you know, you, you're listening. We're at Royal Palm Polo in uh, Boca Raton, and uh, uh, it's beautiful. I feel like sunrise with the with sunrise with nice. Mike uh, this morning, yeah. you know, because the uh, <laughs> sun just came out, uh, um, uh, sun just rose. So it's it's kind of nice uh, being out here, beautiful paradise, and uh, you wouldn't you wouldn't really know anything's going on. You it's know, like look, a hurricane. we still got our six foot, uh, you know, social distancing going on. You know, um, things have changed. You know, it's it's interesting. Uh, you know, uh, people that might not have washed their hands, maybe actually wash their hands now. <laughs> uh, sanitize their washing hands and such. So, how has the real estate market changed? You know, we look at the real estate market, and um, you know, real estate market is widely based on buyers and sellers' perception of the market. You know, really consumer confidence, um, and you know. What you would normally think that you know there are certain buyers and certain sellers that are going to inherently be a little bit more neurotic, um, a little bit um, you know maybe more conservative and more cautious, and then there are some who are like, listen, I look at an opportunity. So when I look at the challenges that you know affect our real estate market, there are always opportunities when there are challenges and potential markets that are you know are pulling back, as you said. Uh, Right now, it's kind of interesting. You're really, you know, I, I told our agents yesterday, I said, you know, you're probably going to have 20 to 30% of your inventory being pulled back off the market where it's going to be, you know, they don't want people, you know, showing their homes, especially someone who's, you know, over 60 years old. Yeah. Like, listen, I don't want strange people in my house, you know, unless you go through the, maybe these precautions or maybe you ask questions as to, you know, um, have you been sick in the last week? 
you know, have you or your clients been sick? Have you, uh, um, you know, come from, you know, uh, New York or California or uh, a foreign country? You know, where have you traveled in the last 30 days? You know, so those are questions that we never asked a week ago that we're having um, asked to protect our, uh, our customers. And, you know, the interesting thing is that we're going to have sellers taking the houses off the market. So if we, invent, you know, inventory goes down 20 to 30 percent, well, the people that are on the market may have an opportunity to actually sell their house a lot quicker, maybe even for a little more money, supply and demand, you know. Yeah, that's a good good way of thinking about it. I would also say for, um, on the mortgage side, um, their house will be, on, what they buy will be on sale, basically from a payment standpoint. You know, the last time we had a rate drop, I came on and we talked about the impact of, you know, buying a house at a slightly higher price with lower rates versus buying for a lower price with higher rates. And now it could be both. It could be a slightly lower price and lower rates. Right. Right. And so, you know, there's a there's a big opportunity there. We'll see how it, how it, how it shakes out. I would also say for people that are staying put, now's the perfect time to get a home equity line in your house. Yeah. Because yeah. if um, you know, the Fed, the, the prime rates down, Fed funds rates are down. It's possible if there's ever a liquidity crunch that banks may freeze those, right? And so it would be a good idea if you're thinking about refinancing your house with cash out. That may not make sense with closing costs and rates, but just pulling a line of credit just to have it rainy day, draw it out, pay low interest could be a good plan just to have some cash. And then also, if you are thinking about buying and you have that line of credit, now you have your down payment to do it before you sell. Right. right, so there's kind of a, a windfall of, of benefits there. Um, yeah, instead of doing a bridge loan or, or something that yeah, you know, yeah, I think it's great. Money's cheap right now in, yeah. that, in that respect. Cash out loans are always going to be about three eighths to a half a point higher on the entire mortgage. You know, right. so not always the best move. Um, rate and term loans are certainly the way to go. You could always do a rate and term reduction loan and then a home equity line after. Sure. But it's a really good time to do that. You know, it's, it's interesting, you know, when you look at how things are cyclical, right? You know, um, we've been distracted by TV, phones, um, overwhelming, you know, information. People are getting tired of watching CNN, Fox News, CNBC, MSNBC. They don't want to see any more stuff about yeah. coronavirus and such. You know what they're doing? They're actually spending time with their family. <laughs> they're going out with their kids. They're playing. They're kicking the ball around. They're jogging. It's almost like 1970s again. <laughs> it's like, you know, it's like you have a neighborhood. You're talking to your neighbors. You're actually saying hello to your neighbors. You know, um, so, you know, all, when you look at some of the, you know, for every negative, you know, there might be three or four positives that you can see. And when you're looking at these positives, you know, this is an opportunity to come together um, as a community, um, as a real estate industry, uh, to be there for your customers and our clients. To be there for your family and our friends, and not for real estate needs, but for a community. If you have overabundance of supplies, why don't you start delivering some of those supplies to people that may not have them in your sphere? Maybe reach out to them and say, "Hey, you know, I'm here for you." Don't don't go and and, and say, "Listen, I, you know, are you ready for to buy or sell?" That's not that's not what you're here for. We're as a real estate industry are good, genuine, sincere people, and if we're sincere and genuine. We need to make sure that we take care of our customers, our clients. And if everyone does their part and takes care of everyone's, each other's sphere and your personal sphere, look at how amazing the actual community may be. 
you know, we live in a beautiful place in Boca Raton. You know, um, neighboring communities of Delray and Parkland and Deerfield and, and Boynton. And, you know, we're looking at all these different areas and we can make a difference. And it's our, it's, you know, it's not our obligation, but it should be. It should be our job to make sure that everyone's okay. Because people, there's so much negativity going on. It's our opportunity to give back kindness, respectfulness, and get back to the basics. We're also the people in, in the real estate and mortgage world that are the trusted. I mean, we, we deal with people when they're the most vulnerable, the most raw, big changes. So people trust us, you know, and it's a lot of times the phone calls that I've been fielding aren't always just, can you refund my rate? It's, it's hey, am I going to be okay here? Um, can I afford this? You know, how many months of reserve should I have? Um, you know, just giving advice. I'm not sitting here pounding my database trying to slam replies because when you yeah. talk to people, you don't know who's going to be on the other end of the phone. Sure. You know, so I'm, I'm really feeling more inbound than I am outbound right now for that reason because, you know, there's opportunity plenty. Um, people will call when they need something. We send out an email just, hey, if you need anything, you just want to talk about your loan, you want to talk about your financial situation, anything we can do to just be there for people who are here. Um, and that's how we're going about it. You know, I've talked to some people this week uh, and last week who are, you know, very, very, very concerned about their finances. You know, I was telling David before we came on camera, you know, we don't always, we're in the front lines when people are buying and selling houses, most of us. And, and although I know what people make and I see how they qualify for a loan, I don't really understand how their business works, sure. right? And it's unbelievable to me how a month or two of lost revenue can literally sink not just a company, but all of those uh, employees of a small business. Sure. People revolve, businesses run on credit even more so than people run on credit. You know, and um, when there's lost revenue, businesses that have to do with, uh, you know, with um, whether it be manufacturing or, or, or travel or uh, contests or anything where people come together um, are affected or where you have to travel. Right. And so there's going to be uh, whether or not the virus spreads, there's going to be loss of income, and jobs. I mean, serious stuff for people um, just because, and so, you know, people are living differently. People are staying close to home. That's the advice and it's right. But that's going to be the byproduct of this. Hopefully not to the scale they're saying. Hopefully it's right. but, I mean, our community. Sure. And, and the first people you should reach out to, honestly, are the people in the restaurant business. Right, restaurants. The business, you know, travel, plane, hospitality. They're getting hurt, like really, really hurt. And it's our opportunity to really help these people. If we could bring back, bring over some supplies or see what they need, you know, and be there for them, I think that's very, you know, that's bringing the community together and helping the community. Because could you imagine overnight that, you know, I was speaking to a friend of mine who um, is uh, at New York Prime. And, you know, um, and this was a couple days ago. And he's like, uh, yeah, we're, we're screwed. We, you know, we got 13 reservations. And I said, well, how much, how, what's your normal reservation count? 190, yeah. 200? This is the season. I mean, I mean this, you know, this is hurting. The people that work there are on tips. Yes. They're not protected by unemployment or by short-term disability. No. You know, these are people working on gratuity, and that's just maps. You need, you need yeah, we, 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 we really we really have to understand that it's not about us right now. It's about the community, and we really need to come together as a community to take care of one 
you know, one of another, one another. So, uh, you know, you know, the real estate market, listen, um, it fluctuates from day to day, which I never thought that would happen, you know, uh, and I never thought that I'd get buyers calling me from Michigan and New York and New Jersey saying, listen, I think this might be a good opportunity to buy. So you have different perceptions. You know, people are wanting to come down now, you know, to, to you know, and, and shorten their plans because they think, listen, I get a better interest rate. I could get, you know, probably a better price or have a seller that just is fed up with all this stuff and just says, you know, I, I'm scared or conservative, you know, and, and, and you know, buyers look for opportunity. Yeah. And that's what they're looking for. So, you know, it's our opportunity as a realtor and as a mortgage, um, you know, lender and or broker, you know, is that we go ahead and take care of everything. We make sure that we have a sense of community. We reach out to our sphere and tell them, you know, everything's going to be all right. You know, this is temporary. We are going to get through this together. We're all in the same boat. We're all, you know, I mean, we're all scared. I mean, how can you not be scared of uncertainty, especially, you know, when something is, is faced like this? But that doesn't mean that we have to be in a fetal position down in the corner. That means that we could stand up, we could um, help each other, um, fight with one another, and, um, not fight with one another, but fight, be together and, and fight with um, together, and, um, and really uh, prop up this real estate community. I agree. To piggyback on that too, I think that uh, all of us are, are fortunate and blessed to live in a beautiful place. We've all been at our successes, <laughs> and, and uh, you know, this is where this is where you know, family first, and family, you know, an extended family. Um, business comes and goes, right? You can never time the bottom of anything as well. So, like, yes, there's opportunity. There's as much opportunity people looking to capitalize on that as there is people scared that need comfort. Sure. Um, you know, so the information as well, you know, that, that comes out and gets disseminated, I can't sit here and tell you that I know what rates will be doing today, let alone tomorrow. And we can't sit here and tell you we know what prices will do today and tomorrow. All we can do is always give the right advice based on what's known, you know, and, and, and help people. Always just state the facts. You know, that's what I, we're here I for. made that fountain go up to Just kidding. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, but, you know, you know, it's interesting, and I look at how things have changed. You know, technology, you know, um, really has changed and really helped. You know, we're doing inspections by virtual. Yeah, you know, people, virtual tours and how You know, I mean, walkthroughs yeah. and FaceTimes, and and, and 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 we're doing FaceTime showings. And, and you think about how the market has changed. Well, you know what? I can tell you right now that buyers are going to choose more carefully the properties that they're going to go see. Because they're not going to want to be in every single house. Right. They're going to want to only look at the houses that they want to look at. And how does that change your business? Well, it helps your business because you know exactly what they're looking for. So you can help them further. Far more buyers. Oh, yeah, 100%. And these are the same things that buyers have been talking about. Like agents have been telling buyers, listen, we don't need to see 40 homes. We just need to see eight homes that you may want to like and come and go for it. You know? I need to see the same house five times either or four times either. You right freeze on the frame and, and expand and you know and they may ask you know us as agents to go out and preview these homes go video these homes to see if the, this is something that they may be interested in before they come in and now they're only seeing one or two homes so now you're seeing one or two homes or choosing one and then you're navigating them through the process I think a uh, great great uh, um, opportunity for an agent that embraces technology yeah 
that um, you know listens to what a consumer wants um, and how they want to receive information and discuss you know their process. I saw uh, uh, Felipe um, Martinez in our office. You know he did he had an interesting thing. You know when you don't think about this, you know you're sending out mail with envelopes and people don't want to open the envelope because it's been lit. So he has a little tag on there that says on the on the back it says this this envelope has not been lit. So when you look at it and you think like oh my god that's funny, but it, it's not only just a little funny. It's also the consumer has demanded that saying, hey, I don't want this. I don't want it the way you're sending it. Let's change the way I'm sending things so that the consumer is receiving the way that they need to be received. Why is Amazon so successful? Amazon's successful because they're listening to a consumer. They're discussing. They're basically seeing your trends and your data and how you're, um, and they're telling you what you want, how you want it, when you want it, and who you want it with. So. That's how you know Facebook and, and Amazon and all these different companies are successful. Um, let me switch gears for one second on something just very important that we glance over. Let's talk about timing. Sure. Whether rates are lower or at their low point or not, if the front page of every news site is talking about how low rates are, volume is going to be way up. Okay. The last time the rates dropped a couple weeks ago, it wasn't as front page news as it is right now. Whether the consumer understands the difference between federal funds rate and mortgage backed security is, is obsolete. That's his job. <laughs> yeah. It's, 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 it's supply and demand. And so, what you're going to see in the real estate world is when you're on the list side of deals, um, lenders are going to be asking for more time. I've had consumers ask me, seriously ask me, hey, can you, can you take on more files? Can you handle my loan? Do you have the bandwidth for this? Because banks um, and lenders, it's not everyone, it is going to have capacity issues right now. You know, yeah, you we're never hear, too busy for your referrals. No, and, and, exactly. <laughs> we're, He's got it. Yeah. <laughs> um, I can't be involved in every one of your loans. It's not possible. Right. You know, on, on the list side, he you does you have know, to sleep an hour a day. But more, more you. <laughs> I wish I was, but I'll, you're going to have buyers that come in with their own lenders. Um, and you just have to be real aware of timing and expectations. Agreed. You know, and, and uh, lenders and banks can't hire fast enough qualified people. There's a training process. If volume increases by two and threefold overnight, there's, a, there's an effect. There's sure. only so many files you can handle. And it's your so, opportunity to look like a professional and manage the expectations of your consumer. We're, we're working really hard to um, kind of streamline our refi process. We're, we're a purchase lender. Right. We're, that's where we shine. And so, you know, our obligation cross-country and other lenders like cross-country are top lenders are going to focus on purchases. The yeah. refis are just going to come in. The people that send in all the paperwork doing application are going to get through the process when they get through the process. But the focus is on purchases because our real estate partners need our help now more than ever. There's less transactions. So we want to be there for you guys in, in, in tough times. You know, it's when people are selling dozens of houses a month, you know, there's any lender can close deals when 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 times are really good, when times are rough and there's bandwidth issues or challenges, you know, who's gonna be there and, and 
Yeah, I mean, be really careful if you have um, a loan going to a big bank right now. Whether I'm doing the loan or anyone else doing the loan, just be careful because they're not going to tell you. The, the person that handles the inbound call isn't going to know what their bank's going to do to turn times or what's going on behind the scenes. They're working in a bank. They have no idea what Mr. Wells is doing right. you know, to, to, to scale their operations. And what happens is when you have a public company, whether it be a Mr. Cooper or a Wells Fargo or a Citibank or a Chase or whatever, they're stockholders, right? So in a falling rate market, and I may have spoken about this once before, in a falling rate market, their servicing books, which drives their stock price, is getting pillaged. They're, they're losing clients because of falling rates. So refis are happening and they're losing their clients. So they're just trying to get as many loans back in as soon as, as possible. And they're not differentiating between a purchase phone call and a refi phone call. They just want more. Right. And so, you know, as professionals, we can't rely on uncertainty um, when, when a, a real estate contract has hard, hard dates and there's money on the line. Yeah, now I mean, more than ever, time kills all deals. Yeah, I mean, you know? ba banks, um, you know, listen, uh, uh, they're great, you know, for what they are. Uh, however, uh, you know, they are not great at managing consumers and or realtors' uh, expectations, nor are they great at being transparent, nor are they great at being, quite honestly, honest. <laughs> you know, um, because a lot of times they have to go through a bureaucracy of, uh, of processes to even get the answers that they want, and you know, one person doesn't know what the other person's doing. So, um, I would definitely stay with, um, you know, your your local expert uh, to really bring that in. And you know, my local expert obviously is credit for that. You know, um, he is uh, one of the best in the business, and we certainly uh, appreciate him and coming on here. The one, th the last thing I want to talk about is this: um, how do realtors handle social media, and what they should be doing? Um, let me tell you what they shouldn't be doing, and I got this from Adam Contos, from the CEO of Remax, and I think he really said it best. What they shouldn't be doing is humor right now. You know, we've already gone through the humor, the meme, and as tempting as a lot of these memes are, because they're very funny, um, to make fun of coronavirus at this point is probably not a prudent decision. Um, I think that we should be there for our community, uh, sending our positive messages out, uh, connecting with our uh, customers and our clients, that, especially if they have needs, um, and even those maybe making uh, more relationships and building those relationships um, in this time. You know, it gives us an opportunity with a, you know, maybe we have a little bit of downtime to reorganize our business. To, you know, this is not vacation. This is not, you know, um, sit back and wait, you know, till the market um, is back to, you know, three months ago. Um, unfortunately, uh, hard truth, that ain't going to happen. It's not happening. So it, it's our opportunity to help our community, help our, um, our agents and our industry, and uh, really start, you know, sending that positive message out. Stop with the humor because... For 10 people that think it's funny, 20 people are, think, are, are not going to. And you're going to alienate people um, that, like, oh, that was in bad taste. And you know what? These days, you have no idea what's in bad taste and what's not. Because some are great and some, you know, are like, oh, well, you know, that was really bad. You know, they shouldn't do that or whatever. So you just got to be a little more prudent with your decisions and careful. 
Well, I think that's a, that's a really good summarization of, you know, interest rates, um, how the real estate market is affected by coronavirus, uh, what you should be doing as real estate agents and in, in the industry, what, you're, um, you, what you should be doing with your sphere, you know, how Fed rates are connected to, um, you know, mortgage loan interest rates, um, what the mortgage-backed securities really are, and, and we discussed and, and ran the gamut. And um, uh, we hope that everyone that is watching and everyone that you know and out there uh, stay safe. And uh, we hope that uh, we, you do practice social distancing. This is not a joke. This is something that is serious, that um, we need to make sure that we change things a little bit, not for us, but for everyone. And this is not a selfish um, society. This shouldn't be a selfish entitlement society. This is, let's help everyone make sure that everyone is safe, not just you and your family. All right? I agree. Take all it right. seriously. Use caution. Yeah. And uh, you know, that's all of you and your family. Craig, thank you as always. It's, uh, it's awesome. He's going to go back to whacking the mole. And uh, we're done. <laughs> Talk to you guys soon. Take care. Have a great week.